So, I mean, really the main thing to focus on with meditation is understanding that the, the goal is not to get rid of your thoughts. The goal is not to push all of these things away from you or to deny these parts of yourself. The goal instead is to become mindful, to become very aware of what's going on in your head. And there's just kind of this misconception that you're, you're supposed to be running from the things that are bothering you, running from all this stuff that happens um, in your skull, all these, these little things that pop up, like the intrusive thoughts, for example. That was one of the big things that I struggled with to get over for a long time, just because I have OCD and struggling with the, the intrusive thoughts, the constant intrusive thoughts was like so frustrating for me. And it took years and years and years for it to start to kind of sink in that like those thoughts, like they produce this physiological response. They make you feel guilty. They make you feel as if something bad happened, as if, you know, something is going on, as if you did something wrong. And the thing is that like, <clears throat> it, it, it takes some time to start to kind of on a physical visceral level, understand that those things are not accurate. They're not true. They're just thoughts. They're just in your head. Right. And everybody goes through that to some extent, right? Everybody goes through that problem where they feel that like their anxiety, for example, like they feel like these anxious thoughts that are coming up and they're producing this physical reaction. They're producing this state of um, stress, basically, um, that they have to listen to that or they have to follow that thought down to its natural conclusion. And that's kind of the, the, the trap of anxiety is that you get stuck. You think that you can get out of it with more thinking, but you can't. You cannot think your way out of anxiety. The only way to do that is to either shift your focus away from it or to allow it to pass on its own. And it's really hard to let those things just kind of slip by you um, without getting attached to them, especially if there's something really bad and negative because you're, fo you're, you're, you're hardwired to focus on what's bad and negative. You're hardwired to fixate on all of the toxic stuff because that's what you need to protect yourself from, right? Your brain wants to keep you alive. Your brain wants to keep you safe. So it's going to notice whatever's wrong and it's going to hyperfixate on that because it wants to fix it. And that's not a bad thing. The issue is when this stuff that it thinks is protecting us from are, it's not that big of a deal, right? Maybe it's an angry customer. Maybe it's your ex. Maybe it's something like, it's not a lion chasing you through the jungle. It's, it's something that's in your head, something intangible. And it doesn't mean that it's not important and that you shouldn't be worried about it. But what it does mean is that like, you should not be living in that, that state of stress, that state of heightened arousal of fight or flight. And that's where we get stuck so often. That's something I'm struggling with a lot. Um, just because it's like, it's not hard for an anxious thought to activate that feel. It's not hard for that to, um, to start to create that sensation in your body that like something's wrong, because as soon as you get anything that's stressful, like you have this, this physical reaction to it. Right. So th the process of meditation is, is learning to just kind of allow those thoughts to be there without running from them, without being attached to them. Because if you run from it, then you get into this avoidance pattern. You get into this cycle where you're just constantly running, where you're constantly trying to get away from something. And that's not a good place to be in because like, you're gonna be constantly bombarded with all these negative thoughts. If you're, if you're always running from them, then like, you never stop running. On the other hand, if you, if you give into those thoughts and you kind of let them pull you down, if you let them take your energy, if you start throwing fuel on the fire, that at the same time, that's going to magnify those thoughts. That's going to make them worse. It's going to make them bigger, right? So the goal is to find this middle path, this place where you're allowing the thoughts to be in there, but you're not allowing yourself to get swept up in them. And the analogy that I like to use, and I talked about it yesterday, 
is if you're sitting by a river and you're watching debris go down the river, you know, like sticks and leaves and flowers and ducks, whatever else. I don't know if ducks count as debris, but we'll, we'll throw them in there with everything else. You're watching these things float by. You're not attached to them. You're not running from them. You're not trying to influence them. You just observe them, right? And that's what you're doing with your thoughts during meditation. Everybody thinks that you have to sit down and be thoughtless, that you have to be devoid of anything going on in your brain, that you have to fall into this place of peace. No. This is the time that you sit down and you practice mindfulness, the time that you practice being aware of what's going on inside of your head, not trying to force it out. If you spend all of your energy while you're meditating trying to make yourself not think, you're not engaged in the practice correctly. It's that there's an essence of surrender and not in a way that like you're giving up to whatever comes in, but rather that you're just allowing whatever like is going to happen to happen because those thoughts that are coming through the, your head, they can't hurt you, right? They can trick you into thinking that they're going to hurt you. They can make you feel as if you're being hurt. They, they can make you feel as if something is wrong, but like you're the warden of your own prison here. Like you ultimately have control over your mind. And if you don't take the time to develop that control, to give energy to the fact that you're, um, that you, you do have this power and to, to kind of feed that belief, to feed that self-image. If you don't take the time to do that, then it's probably not going to happen on its own because it's really easy to get fixated on all the negative stuff, right? Because like, like I said, like the brain wants to protect you from that. So it's easy to get fixated on it. And of course, anything that you get fixated on, it's like holding a magnifying glass over it. It gets blown up out of proportion. It gets, it gets magnified. So you're doing the same thing with, with your thoughts, with your attention, with your energy. So make sure you give your energy to things that you want to increase, things that you want to improve. You know, It doesn't mean that you just pretend that all the bad stuff isn't there, but instead of focusing on the negative stuff because like you're having this gut reaction to it and it's easy to get swept up in that, instead of getting focused on that stuff, focus instead on like, what are my opportunities to improve here? What are the things that I can control? What are the positive aspects of it, right? It doesn't mean that a bad situation isn't a bad situation, but it's like, what do you do with it? And it's really hard to get to the place where you're able to just intentionally pick what you're going to do, how you're going to perceive things, um, the interpretation, the meaning that you're going to give to various situations. It's really hard to develop the sensitivity to understand that, like, hey, I'm reacting to something right now. If you haven't taken the time to learn mindfulness, to learn awareness, and so that's like, it's a really valuable thing because once you start to have this practice where you're sitting down and you're aware of your thoughts and you're just kind of watching them happen, which is a great place to be and it's very relaxing. But once you develop that sensitivity, you start to notice like when you're out in public, you start to notice that like you bring that same level of awareness into all your interactions, into everything that you do. You start to become just like, you start to notice things that you didn't notice before. So you're going about the same routines, but now you notice, hey, like I've got this nagging feeling that I've never noticed before. And once you start exploring that, it starts to become very obvious, right? And it's like sitting in a room and listening to white noise. It's like if you're not paying attention to the white noise, to the AC going off, to the traffic outside, whatever it is, if you're not looking for it, it's really easy to miss it. Okay, but once you start to listen for it, I mean, you can do it right now. Like what's something in the background that you didn't notice that you can hear, but it's there. And when you take a second to pause and you listen to that, it really pulls you into the moment. It pulls you into the present because there's a whole lot of stuff going on all the time that you are not aware of. Okay, there's a lot of stuff happening that you're like you're processing 
but your higher brain is not processing it, right? The prefrontal cortex is taking a nap. Because why? Like the reticular activating system is like taking all this information in, but it says, okay, we don't need all of this. We don't need to focus on all of this. Let's only focus on the stuff that we, sh that we deem important, the stuff that we see as being like needed. And whatever you give your energy to the most consistently, that is what your brain is going to think is needed. That's what it's going to think we need to focus on. And it's very, it's very much an unconscious process, which is the kind of the, the pain in the ass part of it. It's very difficult to see these things that are happening, like the little things that we do throughout the day, the, um, the hidden motives that we have, the feelings that we mask, the feelings that we ignore, all the stuff that's going on below the level of our conscious awareness. It's really hard to notice this stuff because it's unconscious. Like we're not asleep. We're not just completely oblivious but it's kind of like the white noise. It's like we don't notice it until somebody points it out to us, right? And so what meditation does is it gives us a time, I guess it's a time set aside to practice this mindfulness, but we don't just train to train. Like we, we, we use this for a practical purpose. We take this out into the real world. We leave that meditation session and we go out and we become a little bit more mindful. Okay, and it takes time to really bring this into like, to integrate it into your life. But it's one of the best things that you can do for yourself. It lowers your stress. And it's not because like it suddenly just makes you not stressed out anymore. It makes you more and more aware of the things that are stressing you out. It makes you more aware of how you are reacting to that stress, which is super important. And it teaches you that you don't have to feel that stress. Because if you just allow it to pass through like the stick or the duck floating down the river, you just watch it pass. And it's like, yes, it will hurt you for a minute. You will have a physical reaction, like a visceral gut reaction when somebody says something that upsets you, when somebody's really rude to you, when somebody says something hateful to you, when somebody says something hurtful to you. Like there's, there are going to be physical reactions to circumstances, right? That is going to happen. But they're usually pretty quick unless you give energy to it. They're, they're usually, they don't last that long, right? So once you start to learn to bring awareness to these things, they don't just run in the background. They're not running below the level of your awareness anymore. You notice it. And when you notice it, you can decide, hey, do I want to feed this or do I just want to let it go? Okay. And you're going to mess up. You're going to still give energy to the wrong things. I know I do. I still like, I don't get angry a whole lot, but when somebody really gets under my skin, I will be upset for a while. And it's like, I don't do that very often, but since I'm not used to dealing with my anger, it's not something I have a lot of practice in. Honestly, it's like I, I can control my reaction and like what I say to other people and what people see, but like on the inside, I'm so upset for a long time. And that's something I'm working on, but it's like that happens with everybody, you know, and maybe certain people have different struggles, but the point being that you have to decide to disengage from those emotions, from those feelings. And if you wait long enough, it'll pass on its own, right? Like you have to really be giving energy for something to sustain itself for more than a couple hours. I mean, really, honestly, even more than a couple minutes, like you can have something that stresses you out and it's going to upset you. It's going to, it's going to feel a certain way. If the next day you're still as stressed out about it, like that's kind of on you, you know, now, like, Maybe you got a really bad phone call saying that somebody you love is in the hospital. Is it normal and natural to still be upset about that the next day? Yes, absolutely. It is. It's not about denying those emotions. It's not about saying that like all of these negative emotions are just so toxic for you. But when you're when you're choosing to live in stress because you're just not aware of the things that are stressing you out, you're just not aware of the fact that you you have these things going on below the level of your awareness. 
that's a bad place to be in because this stuff can be killing you and you have no idea. And it could be very simple things. Like I, I tell this story all the time, how earlier this year, like I fixed the health problems I was having. I know I was having some pretty serious health problems. And what I realized was that I was constantly having these anxious thoughts pop up. I was constantly having this anxiety and I didn't notice it because it was so quick. Like I did not consider myself to be anxious. I didn't feel like I was living in anxiety. I felt like I, I occasionally had these thoughts pop up, but like that was it. Okay. Well, the reality is that I was getting these thoughts every 20, 30 seconds, like a lot. I really was. And every single time, like, yes, it didn't stay, but I was having this adrenaline rush. Like I was getting this feeling in the pit of my stomach that something was going on. Well, what's the first thing that happens when you're in a state of stress? Your digestion um, gets messed up. It gets put on hold because it's like the body thinks that, hey, we're running from a tiger. We're trying to get away from a mountain lion. Like something's trying to kill us. We need to run digestion, repairing my cells, like all this other like routine maintenance on like your body, like that kind of stops, right? So chronic stress keeps you in a state where all of that stuff is suppressed. All like your immune system is suppressed. Everything like nothing is working right. And that's, it's like it's great if there actually is like a, a wolf chasing you through the woods and you're trying to get away from it. It's fantastic in that situation. It's one of the reasons people have survived for as long as they have. On the other hand, if those things that are stressing you out is the idea that this customer may walk in and be rude. The idea that this person cut me off in traffic 20 minutes ago and I'm still kind of bitter about it. The idea of this, that, and the other of like, oh yeah, this song reminds me of my ex. And that road reminds me of like a fight that I got into with my brother however long ago. It's like when, when it's just these things that are keeping you in a state of stress constantly and they're not actually an imminent threat, that's something that you need to learn to address. Now, Addressing them is a whole nother issue, it's, and that's a whole process, but you can't start with that stuff until you actually notice it. You can't begin that until you're aware that there's even a problem. And like, I'm a fairly self-aware person, or at least I like to pretend that I am, I like to tell myself that I am, but I didn't notice that I was having the stress, I really didn't. And you know, once I did notice it, it became very obvious. It was like, how did I ignore this? And I was able to fix it pretty quickly. The reason being that like, I do know ways to manage stress. I do know ways to manage anxiety. I, knew, I, I know things that can help me out of this, that can change my state, that can change my habits. And so once I brought awareness to it, like changing it was fairly simple. I have no more health problems either, by the way, but that took time. And it, more than anything else, it took awareness. It took consciousness of the fact that this stuff is happening and it's the same idea as bringing your awareness to the white noise in the room so that you become aware of it okay that's what you're doing with your thoughts it's not about pushing them out it's not about getting rid of them you don't need to get rid of your thoughts your thoughts are good like you they're there for a reason they're what separates us from the animals you know that's not a bad thing they're tools and you can use them very well but they also have a little bit of a mind of their own. They have this tendency to kind of take over. They have a very real effect on our bodies, okay? Which is not something to be feared, but it's something to be aware of. And so to, to take time every day and to sit in presence, to sit in stillness, to sit in meditation, is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. One of the reasons that it lowers that chronic stress is not because it just magically takes it away. It's because it allows you to become aware of what you're doing wrong because you notice it. Because a lot of times, like you get in habits, you get in these routines, you're doing the same thing every day, you're talking to the same people every day, you're going the same places every day, you know? And once you kind of, like, if you're new somewhere, then everything's kind of, you're taking it all in, you're aware of everything. But once you get into a habit, 
once you get comfortable somewhere, you stop noticing the little details. You just kind of zone out a little bit, right? Like I can guarantee that there's most of the people watching or listening to this are going to have had some kind of experience where maybe you're driving to work, maybe you're driving home to a friend's house, to the grocery store, whatever it is. And it's like, you don't remember getting there. Sometimes you don't even remember leaving. And why? Because you're in a trance state, because you're in this state of it's a habit and your unconscious is acting. You're not asleep. It's just not, you're not aware of what's going on because you're not paying attention right? Because you zone out. And like, there's so many things that are constantly going on beneath the level of your awareness. And if you're not conscious of them, if you're not familiar with what's happening, then guess what? You're not going to be able to fix them if it's a problem, right? So this applies to chronic stress. This applies to limiting beliefs, to self-destructive tendencies and patterns. It applies to all sorts of things. So I highly recommend that you start a meditation practice. Like I said, last episode, if you're struggling with it, there's so many options. Um, there's ways, excuse me, there are ways that you can um, make it more interesting. Like if you're really struggling with just sitting down and meditating, which a lot of people are, and I do myself sometimes, um, you don't have to just focus on breath work. You don't have to focus on just being aware of the thoughts. Instead, what you can do is you can do energy work. You can bring a lot of awareness to your body and to the energy field surrounding it, right? That feels good. It's very productive. It's very energizing. It perks you up, and it's, it's a great meditation. You can focus on symbols. You can allow whatever symbol you want to kind of explore to resonate with you, to have an impact on you, to fill all of your conscious awareness until it starts to speak back to you, until it starts, it starts to tell you things that you didn't notice before. There's all sorts of things that you can do. Excuse me. Moving meditation as well is a great one. Um, if you go for a walk, and it's like, when I go for walks, I, tip, I typically let my mind wander, but sometimes I will do like a moving meditation where I will bring a lot of awareness to like each step that I take and try to synchronize it with um, my breathing. And I think that it's a very relaxing thing. It's a very calming thing, but it's also great exercise. It's good. It's very energizing. It kind of gets your blood moving a little bit. It's good for you. Um, there's hypnosis, there's self-hypnosis, there's guided hypnosis, there's all sorts of resources. Like you don't have to sit in a boring, you know, lotus position and just like allow your thoughts to come. Like that does get boring for some people. And if you have like a very active mind, what you're going to find is that as soon as you sit down and you let this stuff come up and you're not distracted with your phone, you're not distracted with other people, with all this, that, and the other, what happens is your thoughts tend to bombard you. They tend to go crazy because it's the first time that you've given them space to do so right like you've got all the psychical energy and you i don't know if that's a word or not but it sounds good but you've got all this energy in your in your head and it's like if you're keeping it suppressed all day because you're on your phone because you talk to people you're, you're busy you're distracted what happens well as soon as you give it space to kind of go crazy it's going to do that it's going to it's going to go wild and that's not a bad thing but it's like when you sit down in meditation, you're going to find that that peace does not come right away. That stillness does not come right away. It takes practice. It takes work. It's a skill, just like anything else. So don't give up if you are struggling with it. Um, but thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. Good luck.